Welcome to the Musings of Our Hearts, a Jesus Youth podcast on the lives of saints. Welcome back. Uh, today we have a, a very interesting saint. He's actually a, a young man, Saint Nuncio Sulprizio. Uh, Nuncio was born in 1817. He was only three when his father died and soon after his mother as well. Uh, he went to go live with his grandmother, Anna Rosaria, uh, and they would take walks together and attend mass together. And she really, I think, passed on the seed of faith to Nuncio. But unfortunately, when he was eight years old, his grandmother died as well. He was then sent to live with uh, an uncle, but he, his uncle was very abusive and cruel. And uh, in one of the tasks that his uncle gave him to do, he, uh, he got gangrene on, on his foot. And um, even then, his uncle, we know, would hardly take care of him. And he was left to his own. But uh, he, was, he later went to the Hospital of the Incurables in Naples. And he was hospitalized there for the rest of his life. Um, but he began a relationship with his paternal uncle. And they became like father and son. And he also received his uh, first Holy Communion. And it's said that when he received um, the Lord, he was just lost in ecstasy. And they had to like shake him to bring him back. Um, the doctors later on decided to amputate his, his leg. Um, and because of this too, he, he died soon after in 1836 of bone cancer. He really suffered a lot uh, in his life due to this disease and and in general too I mean he lost his parents and his grandmother he was he had an abusive uncle and but even uh, throughout this he uh, was so persistent and persevered not with uh, with with a humble trust actually that uh, in the Lord and he's uh, said to have said things like Jesus suffered so much for us and by his merits we await eternal life if we suffer a little bit, we will taste the joy of paradise. So, and then Jesus suffered a lot for me. Why should I not suffer for him? I would die in order to convert even one sinner. So this is just one of like the few quotes he has in which clearly he shows in his life he, he suffered a lot. But to him, it wasn't something to, uh, he didn't receive it as a punishment from God or something in which he had to, uh, you know, he rebelled against him. He said, you know, why me? Or, uh, I mean, even as a young child, his parents passing away, even then he continued to stay strong and receive uh, from his grandmother and keep that faith within him. Uh, another thing, he, he died, uh, he only lived 19 uh, years. And so again, he's, he was so young and even in his short life though, um, he sh- truly shows that sanctity does not require some like long life or or an early death, only a life, whatever its length, lived with and for the Lord. Uh, what a beautiful testament, no, of like a young person again with courage and boldness, um, living in whatever means he has within his context. Nothing great, nothing grandiose about like his uh, his living situation is actually very bad. But even there, here we have this beautiful saint who, uh, who comes out and, and calls us into, again, a, um, 
this this witness of you can do you can do anything like really with anything with god anything is possible yeah uh, saint sulpricio uh, he you know like uh, pope paul the 6 for his beatification he had a long speech about uh, nuncio sulpricio uh, in which he says like you know nuncio sulpricio will tell you that the period of youth should not be considered the age of free passions of inevitable falls of invincible crises of decadent pessimism of harmful selfishness rather he will tell you how being young is a grace you know uh, that's i really liked it how how being young is a grace yeah. and when when we look into the life of this young nuncio who died you know uh, in within few days after he turned 19 he just lived 19 years in this world and that too amid so much suffering that we cannot even think about that simply shows like you know how being a human being is a grace Uh, irrespective yeah. of whichever stage you are in whether you are a child whether you are a young man whether you are a married person all, all these things like you know it's purely grace so i could see this uh, this full of grace uh, like we call mary you know full of grace i could see the glimpses of that in his life too when when i read his life yesterday when i was writing i was like man this little child went through so much i cannot even imagine my children or myself going through that you know when he was 3 he lost his father in 2 years he loses his mother and also he loses his sister too um and her, her his mom actually has remarried and the stepfather abuses him mm. that's how you know his grandma takes him away she was such a holy woman but then she also passes away he had some consolation there she passes away and then he ends up with the grandma's son that is his uh, maternal uncle who ill treats him in such a horrible way like he didn't even have food he was asked to do you know such heavy task i don't know how he would carry all those stuff you know a boy of 6 7 8 years like that i cannot even think about my gia doing all these stuff and one day you know he finds that he has a big thing in his foot and but he never tells his uncle and the next day he cannot stand that's why he he collapses that's how he ends up in hospital mm-hmm. and he comes back and then he has this gangrenous wound that that sends out lot of pus so he has to dress that himself so he goes to a stream to wash it and there a woman chases him away because saying that you know he's polluting the water where she does her laundry oh my goodness you know can you imagine i can only imagine how that little child was looked up uh, upon as a curse or somebody whom everybody just avoided who don't have yeah. anybody in this world only rejection but people say that you know he never complained even when he had that gangrenous foot he didn't even tell his uncle he was running high fever he didn't say only when he collapsed the uncle just abandoned him in the hospital and then he was on his own but then you know finally he has to uh, and it is said that you know while he would wash his the gangrenous wood you know out of in you know, all the clear of the pus and everything he would say many rosaries Mm. wow i was like my goodness even if a little splinter gets into the finger or something of my kids or my son i'll be like ouch oh wow oh somebody <laughs> save me from this great pain and this kid is nursing his own gangrenous wound i was like oh all this i i could really see him doing these things and my heart as my motherly heart was like oh poor boy you know like that and then 
finally he goes to this uh, hospital for the invalid in naples which becomes his home for the rest of his life and there he meets his uh, uh, another uncle a paternal uncle who was uh, actually a soldier and his friend who was a colonel actually was such a nice man he had many other friends who was a, a religious friend who later became a, a saint and uh, that guy that colonel his uncle's friend's friend actually promised him to take him into their religious congregation once mm. he gets well and so sulpicio was you know he he was sulpicio was so happy that he could do that but then it doesn't happen but still you know that colonel spent a lot of money and gave him so much love for his treatment so he got a little better he could avoid his crutches and he could walk with a walking stick but then you know Uh, the doctors say now we cannot save you know this uh, limb we have to amputate it and it gets amputated but still you know it is uh, he 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 dies so uh, you know yesterday i was hearing so many things about him uh, reading so many because he is a new saint i knew i know nothing about him so i spent a lot of time reading a lot and hearing and seeing videos about him where he lived and all those in one of the videos by varican it says like Uh, you know he came to that hospital in a rag in a cloth like a tattered clothes and after his death you know they have preserved all these things his his things are well preserved and they even have in the church nearby that uh, hospital they even have a life size image of him lying in a coffin with his stick that he used to walk and oh, wow. a lily flower and uh, you know that church is always full uh, that church is dedicated to him and uh, Uh, actually not in his name but uh, that church is like his church you go to that church you know i had a virtual tour everywhere it is him standing there and people say that they can really feel his presence there mm. little nuncio's presence and they soon after he died you know the whole town naples started to call him uh, our little saint and they would go to him they would pray to him like you know take his intercession and it is said that you know there were too many miracles Mm-hmm. even two miracles that happened even before his beatification like you know so one of the miracle was like a young man had a motorbike accident and he went into coma and doctor said he will become a vegetable he will die but the family kept a piece of uh, relic mm-hmm. uh, from uh, nuncio uh, into in his room that boy that man's room that young man's room and within few days he recovers fully he gets mm-hmm. out of coma with no uh, you know uh, impediment nothing like that and uh, he went on to live like a nice time so i was like this boy suffered so much in his life and now he is helping and it is said that when he was in hospital too this is an another thing that i really really like about him while he was in the hospital you know when he gets a little better he goes to other people to serve them and he would encourage them with his words and he would even do manual tasks for them even though his leg is suffering he he it is said that you know he suffered in excruciating pain during all this time and then what happens is like uh, one one night one of the man was admitted there with a cancer of his uh, throat and with a big ulcer in his throat he cannot swallow he was going through so much pain so uh, young nuncio even though he had pain he said to tonight i will wake i will keep watch you know with you and mm-hmm. i will minister to you i will pray for you and the whole night he prayed for him and the next morning this man gets completely cured of the ulcer in his mouth wow mm-hmm. yeah so that's really amazing Uh, actually the ulcer in his throat then he could not swallow anything you know that man's pain nunchu took it upon himself and he kept vigil for that man 
Mm. And that man gets healed the next day. I was like, oh, wow. You know, I'm, I'm like, you know, thinking, I'm thinking about, you know, myself and many of us. <laughs> like, you know, we always think, I want to do many things, but, you know, let, let me get a chance. Like when I am fully, uh, you know, when my health is okay, when, uh, you know, everything that I have to do in my family, everywhere, after I finish all these things, uh, you know, Lord, show me a place that I can minister. This yeah. boy, this boy knew that he's dying, but still, wherever he was, he found opportunity to serve. Isn't it amazing? Like how, you know, you could, nothing can stop us from serving the Lord or ministering uh, in his name. So it's really amazing. So that's why, you know, the Pope Paul VI, uh, that uh, one quote about him really touched me. Being young is a grace. So yeah. everything is a grace. Any any stage of life, whatever we are going through, pure grace can sustain us. I think uh, continuing with what Pope Paul VI said too, um, he said he will teach you how young people can regenerate the world. Mm. I, I think that word like regenerate the world is something that's really that really touches me to understand the power of the uh, not the power of God within our lives. And so what God also calls us to do in our situations and in the in the context that we live in. So sometimes, yeah, we think like, Lord, am I the closer I get to you, the more I seem to suffer, mm -hmm. <laughs> the more I seem to be in pain. And a lot of people actually they they became they, they become afraid of that or they see other, you know, people, holy people suffering, and they say, oh my goodness, I don't want to suffer. I want to live like a good life. But actually, the idea of regenerating the world, we can see it in Nuncio's life and, and how he used his mm -hmm. youth and his ability to, just his joy and that desire for greatness, that desire to, uh, you know, as young people, they just want to do everything. They want to be everything. But you can see how he takes that energy and he, like exactly like you said, he takes that energy by receiving from other people and really taking on. That's why, you know, the lives of the saints, we see this too, where, where they, they receive in themselves, maybe sometimes in their body, or we saw mm. Bernadette, you know, eating the mud. They mm. actually take on that suffering. Mm. So that regeneration is something in which they enter into into that suffering but through their action of converting it into joy mm -hmm. converting it into rede like redeeming that act of mm -hmm. suffering that's how they regenerate the world and that's exactly what Christ did on the cross yeah. he you know became suffering he became sin he took on everything so that there's again no excuse for us to say oh god himself has not gone through this but in taking on everything he also you know rose from the dead he he he's given us new life by actually entering into the 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 pits of hell so even for us yeah many times we do struggle we do suffer but this is not because like god you know we're getting mm -hmm. so close to the lord and and no it's because we are actually entering entering into this regeneration of the world mm -hmm. where we are called to take it and then convert mm -hmm. it like you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. It into into this into beauty into grace into joy where we too can say with um we we too can say with nuncio like be cheerful yeah you know, be joyful and yes i yes i have to suffer but has not the lord suffered you know why should i not suffer for him 
we're mm-hmm. suffering for him. So, wow, what a what an amazing young man. Yeah, yeah. Like you, when you were saying, like, you know, they went through this suffering and they converted this into something beautiful. You know, these days I do a lot of gardening. So mm-hmm. I use a lot of compost. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, when, uh, when you said that, the one thing that came to my mind was this earthworm. You know, mm-hmm. I see a lot of earthworm when I dig. So what they do is, like, they eat the mud and the worm casting is such an excellent, you know, fertilizer. So it is just like this, you know, these saints who went through this suffering, it's like they're eating the mud. And what yeah. comes out of them is like an excellent fertilizer that, you know, that really helps us to bloom. Yeah. That helps us to bring such amazing fruits in our life. Their toil is becoming uh, a, a fertilizer or something that feeds us so yeah. that we can produce uh, more fruit. So like, you know, Pope Francis, the quote we used today, like, dear young people, let us not be satisfied with a mediocre life. Be amazed by what is true and beautiful, what is of God. Yeah. And these things can truly, can only come from God. And so today we were praying for young people that they can regenerate, like you said, yeah. regenerate the world by consecrating themselves for the salvation of a society that needs strong and fearless soul. You know, I'm getting excited when I read this and uh, I can't wait for having a discussion tonight, you know, during our family prayer with my own kids. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we will discuss about this and I have three teenagers at home and Gia, even though she's only nine, you know, she's a big moth when we come to discussions <laughs> like this. So I think like word of God, the uh, the saints in whom lives the word becoming flesh is such a nice source of uh, reflection and prayer and such a stimulus for our young people you know like they they are really looking for good models and they 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 have to understand that you know uh, they they the saints you know they can really find the saints in them like uh, in uh, it, it says like uh, blessed nuncio offers proof that sanctity does not require a long life or an early death, only a life, whatever its length, lived with and for the Lord. Uh, and for young people in today's world, 19-year-old Nuncio Salpriccio shows us that saints can and do look like them. So yeah. I am, I'm totally excited. I can't wait for that discussion happening in our, in our family tonight. So maybe today we can wind up with a prayer. This is actually a prayer written by Pope Francis uh, during the synod, uh, where you know it was for young people, and uh, he is praying for the young people. So let us pray with our Pope uh, for the young people. Lord Jesus, our church turns our attention to all the young people of the world. We pray that they might boldly take charge of their lives, aim for the most beautiful and profound things of life, and always keep their hearts unencumbered. Accompanied by wise and generous guides, Help them respond to the call you make to each of them to realize a proper plan of life and achieve happiness. Keep their hearts open to dreaming great dreams and make them concerned for the good of others. Like the beloved disciple, in this case, let's think about Nuncio Salpriccio. May they stand at the foot of the cross to receive your mother as a gift from you. May they be witnesses to your resurrection and be aware that you are at their side as they joyously proclaim you as Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening.